Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, let's talk harness racing for the next 10 minutes or so here on On The Pace. Brittany Graham with you this morning to discuss what was a busy day in New South Wales harness racing yesterday with two cards of racing. And we've also got Bathurst to look forward to tonight as well on Bathurst's card of eight and earlier start, 4.03 starting time, of course, with game one of State of Origin. The Bathurst Club generally tend to get their cards uh, over and done with nice and early when these games roll around. And that's the same case again this evening. But back to yesterday at Menangle, the wins were certainly pretty evenly spread across participants. The three-year-old Trotters Foundation Series heat went the way of On Advice by, of course, Sebastian Kay, this Bay three-year-old gelding for Blake Fitzpatrick. He was able to get into the winner's circle and he won pretty impressively. So that three-year-old Foundation Series is certainly shaping nicely. In the open class event, went the way of Hidden Courage for Jason Grimson and Jack Trainer. They went 150.5, so they certainly weren't mucking around. And the favoured duo of Mac Da Vinci and Barrage couldn't quite go with Hidden Courage in what was a very solidly run affair. So a good day of racing yesterday at Menangle and also Vincent Van Gogh, a three-year-old who's starting to put together a pretty nice record, was able to win again and he's engaged on Saturday night at Menangle in what's a, a strong three-year-old contest. We'll discuss Menangle on Saturday night in a little more depth shortly. And when it came to Wagga last night, uh, stealing the show was Blake Jones. He drove a treble. Ellen Bartley also trained a double and Mal Dybert trained, uh, drove a double, in fact, himself as well. Tonight at Bathurst, as I mentioned, eight races on the card and Amy Day has three steers tonight. She also lines up one of her own runners who's well favoured earlier on in the card and she's been kind enough to join us this morning for On The Pace to discuss those chances. How are you, Amy? Good, thanks, Britt. Good stuff. We'll discuss your drives in a moment, but I just wanted to kick off today's chat in terms of, I guess, this time of year. You have no doubt been busy with quite a few breakers. How many did you do this year? And uh, I guess in terms of quality, were there any that stuck out to you? You obviously like that side of the business. Uh, Yeah, I do like it. Um, I haven't counted them all up, but I think the numbers were starting to get around year 30 this year, which is probably the most um, I've ever done. Um, and yeah, there's, there's some quality yearlings, um, some well-bred stuff come through the stables. So, um, yeah, definitely like a few of them. Where did the passion for breaking come from? Because it's obviously something that you need plenty of patience for, and, uh, you have to build up a, a decent sort of clientele to have people to trust you with their, most of the time, pretty expensive purchases. So when did you sort of kick off doing this and, um, what drew you to that side? Um, I was working out at uh, Galloping Stable uh, that was local and uh, a few years ago um, Paul Fitzpatrick approached me with a few of his yearlings and I probably got um, Paul and Blake a lot to thank for for um, going into that side of things um, as they probably kicked me off into the breaking side. So um, it just sort of snowballed in, into... Um, word of mouth I guess and and breaking in for um big name stables and um just learning from from dad who is probably one of the um best horsemen that I've I've seen around a young horse so um I've been very fortunate to be able to learn off dad. Yeah you've had a pretty good teacher there is there one that stuck out that you've broken in so far one maybe more special horse that you've been able to throw the bridle on for the first time? Oh 
Uh, it's hard to say. Um, I can't. You've got me on the spot there. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a nice art major filly that that I really like. Um, but yeah, breaking into getting to the races and and proving their point, um, there's a long way to go. Yeah, certainly. But it's certainly an exciting time when uh, you're starting off a potential uh, horse of the future's career. Let's discuss tonight now with three drives on the card. What are the confidence levels like heading into tonight's meeting? Because they do all look like nice chances on paper. Yep, definitely. Um, I'm pretty confident that the three of them can can be around the money. Um, they, They just need a little bit of luck. Race number two, you line up your own pacer and highly respected. She took a little while to break that maiden, but at start 15 last time out, she was able to get a well-deserved victory. She did. She, um, she was a little bit unlucky as a two-year-old uh, not to break that maiden. She always come across something that was a bit better than her. and um, she, she got a, a good run in front last start and she finished it off well. So um, she's got enough gate speed there tonight to put herself somewhere. So... Um, hoping that she's she's handy. She should be thereabouts again. She had a, a busy enough two-year-old season. She was sort of split between Queensland and then she she joined your stable. She had 13 starts. She was able to have a, a pretty good break through the latter part of last year and earlier into this year. Has she developed? She has. She's um, speaking across the chest and, and all that sort of stuff. She hasn't, she hasn't got much taller, but um, she's changed ownership since her two-year-old, which... Um, has given us the opportunity to give her um, a good spell and she seems to have come back in um, a nice-sized filly, so uh, hoping that she can go on with it from there. In terms of that last start effort, you mentioned the gate speed and she was able to spear to the lead and then she won pretty well. It seems as though just on her exposed form, um, that gate speed and when she's able to utilise it and get forward, that's when she tends to run her best races. Yeah, I think so. Um just utilise her gate speed to try and put her in a handy position. Um, it, it definitely helps in any race. Only a smaller field tonight, seven starters with a scratching, and you've drawn inside what on paper looks to be your main rival. Where do you see yourself in the run tonight? It's hard to tell, but um, I think she's got enough gate speed to cross, um, and we'll just add it up from there. All right, that's race two, number four, highly respected. One of the favoured runners in that event. Race number four, you partner up with Bracken Warrior here. Speaking of well-bred horses, this fellow has a fair bit of breeding on his side. He's won the two from 16, so he's only sparingly raced for his age. And this year, he's had probably more trials and race starts. Has he just been a bit of a trick? Has he found some tricks or has it just been a case that suitable races haven't come around? Or, Or what's the story there? Um, he, he was a little bit unlucky. Uh, he made a, a country series final um, there over 12 months ago, and I think he came into some uh, hoof problems uh, with Corey, and he had to have some time off. And um, yeah, it's been a great training effort for Corey to be able to get him back to where he is now. Um, and he, he trialled quite well last week at Canberra, I thought. So um, he'd only need a little bit of luck from the draw there tonight. Yeah, two minutes around Canberra home in 28-8. You'd know better than most sort of where or how that stacks up in terms of time and how he felt. You were happy with it? Yeah, he he has got a good turn of uh, foot when you when you do sit him up. So um, he, he felt really well at, at Canberra. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I'm expecting him to be able to finish off really well there tonight. He just needs a little bit of luck from being on the fence. Yeah, inside second row draw, and the one that you're following out doesn't look to be a natural front runner either. Uh, no, it looks on paper that he, he could be three fence, but um, it, it doesn't look like an overly um, strong front line, so it's, it's hard to tell who's actually going to, to lead that race up. That's race four, number nine, Bracken Warrior, inside of the second row. But with the emergency coming out, there are just the two horses off the second line. And then in race number seven, you jump aboard one of your dad's horses, Shuby's Charm, also a last start winner on the relatively quick backup from Goulburn last week. But it was only a narrow margin, but a tough-fought victory because I thought probably at the top of the straight uh, she might have been in a little bit of hurt, but she just seemed to keep finding under pressure. Yeah, she she felt like that as well, but um, she did come out of gate seven, uh, which is a, a good effort from out there, and um, so she she did did go well, Brit, and I, I think we just drive her very similar um, to to that race tonight. Just having a look back through her form, in recent times she really hasn't been far away, so she did deserve that victory, and she'd probably drawn the second row, four out of her last six starts or the like, but she's obviously got that little bit of gate speed. So, again, tonight, do you think that you have the speed to find the top? I think so. She can be very quick out of the gate um, when you want to use her. So um, I I think she can find the front and, and, yeah, we'll add it up from there. You've got three drives tonight, one of your own, one for your dad and one for Corey Parker. In terms of the best of the chances, if we had to single out one, um, probably Shuby, I think. All right, that's the last of them. Race seven, number four, Shuby's Charm. Appreciate your time this morning, Amy, and best of luck tonight at Bathurst. No worries. Thank you, Brittany. Amy Day there this morning. She's got three on the eight race card tonight at Bathurst, the first of which is at 4.03, and she's highlighted her best chance of the night, looking to go back-to-back Shuby's Charm in race number seven on the card at 7.10. King of Swings back in action on Saturday night. The back-to-back Miracle Mile champion will return to Tabcourt Park, Menangle. He'll go around in race number five on the card over the 2,300 metres. He's against seven other rivals. He's drawn the outside gate, but as you would expect. Uh, He'll go around as a pretty short price favourite. He'll then have another start at home base uh, in New South Wales before he targets that Queensland Carnival and a title defence as well of the Blacks of Fake. Better in Force also returns, one of the top mares in New South Wales, and she's also on a path to Queensland. Uh, there's been quite a few New South Wales names bob up as well, uh, north of the border already. Ricky Alchin was in the winner's circle yesterday at Albion Park. Uh, the likes of Dean Sinofskis, you'll see the Frisbee name, pretty prominent, the Hewitt name as well. So plenty of interest north of the border. And as I mentioned earlier on, that three year old event on Saturday night at Menangle is ultra strong. There's nine races, uh, but the three-year-old features the likes of Aladdin for Greg Norman. Uh, He's a visitor from South, but he should be pretty hard to toss. Uh, Great form in terms of numerical form lines for several of those runners, and Vincent Van Gogh will be looking to continue on his winning way. And there's also a group three feature uh, for the two-year-olds, the Allied Express, Rod and Fran Fitzpatrick, Tatlow Stakes. So only a smaller field of seven, I guess,
guess it's been a bit of a tricky time with not a great deal of feature two-year-old racing around. Most are having a bit of a mid-season break, but there's still seven contestants to do battle for $30,000 in that one on the card. And in terms of just to look back, I know that Mick Gearan discussed the harness duels in fair depth on Monday. That there's been a little more, I guess, insight come to hand in the last 24 hours or so. If you caught in the gig yesterday, we had a good discussion with Mick around uh, who will be heading across to Australia from the Harness Jewels. Better Twist has gone to the paddock, but there's a high likelihood that she may well target the Victorian Oaks and Breeders' Crown later on in this year. Copy that. And also American Dealer have received the all clear to travel on Friday. So there is a direct flight from Auckland to Friday, uh, from Auckland to Queensland, I should say, early on Friday morning. And that'll feature the likes of Crew, copy that, American Dealer, Amazing Dream, uh, also horses like Italian Lad and a few other stable mates have copied that and American Dealer making their way across. So the Kiwis are coming. No La Rosa, though. Uh, she was touted for a Brisbane trip, but she won't be making the trip across now. She will also be heading for a well-deserved break. That's on the pace for this Wednesday morning. Best of luck if you're having an investment tonight at Bathurst. There's two cards of racing for us to look forward to tomorrow. Tamworth in the daytime slot, Penrith in tomorrow night's time slot. We'll look over all of that and plenty more in tomorrow's edition. And before I go, go the Maroons.